Hey everyone, welcome to the Books with Brett podcast. 2020 was an unpredictable year. At the end of 2019, no one imagined that the next year would go the way it did. I never imagined that by the time April rolled around, I would be in a level 4 lockdown in New Zealand for 5 weeks straight and not allowed to go anywhere except for the supermarket. A lot of us spent more time inside than we thought we would. Luckily, I had the opportunity to spend the lockdown and some of the extra time inside reading some great books. While 2020 was less than ideal for many, it offered me some great reads that have changed my thinking in multiple ways and inspired me in a way that I hopefully can carry with me for the rest of my life. Here is my list of the top five books that I read this year, with number one being my favorite. Number five, A Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Towles. The plot of this book fits perfectly for 2020. As the title suggests, it takes place in Russia, specifically during the years following the Bolshevik Revolution of 1917. Count Alexander Rostov is sentenced by the revolutionaries to spend the rest of his life in the Metropole Hotel, with the warning that he will be shot if he leaves. The Count has a hard time adjusting to his new life of confinement, just like many people had a hard time adjusting to quarantine this year. However, the Count eventually makes the most of his situation, establishing a fulfilling new life for himself in the hotel. This novel demonstrates that where you are is less crucial for living a good life than who you share it with. This book was funny, well-written, and engaging from cover to cover. I enjoyed this one, and I'm certain that I'll read more of Amor Tao's books in the future. Number 4. Burmese Days by George Orwell it was difficult to decide whether I liked this novel more or less than A Gentleman in Moscow. Technically, I had more fun reading A Gentleman in Moscow, but I still gave the nod to Burmese Days, and it isn't just because it was Orwell. While A Gentleman in Moscow was a more relaxing, fun read, the thing that put Burmese Days above it for me is that it was a more powerful novel with more of an impact. There was only one character I actually liked in Burmese Days. The rest of the characters were racist jerks. But the thing about George Orwell is that he is a political writer. Orwell used fiction to tackle the important and pressing social and political issues that he thought needed to be addressed. He didn't just write to entertain, but to educate and make one aware of things that we might not have been aware of before. In Burmese days, we get a glimpse into Burma when it was a British colony, and we see the racist attitudes that the British held toward the Burmese people. The one character that I liked, James Flory, was more sympathetic and accepting of the native people. Throughout the novel, Flory finds himself miserable due to the loneliness he experiences in Burma. He also feels compelled to overcome his cowardice and stand up against the racist attitudes of his friends. The ending of this book was shocking and made me upset in a way that most books don't. Altogether, it is a powerful novel with an important social and political message. Once I finished it, I was able to appreciate it for what it is, a compelling work of art. Number 3. Atomic Habits by James Clear If you are looking for a book to help you break bad habits and form good ones, this is it. James Clear does a great job of pulling together the psychological science of habit formation and explaining it in a way that is easy to understand and, more importantly, easy to implement. In this book, we learn about useful concepts like the habit loop. All of our habits consist of 1. A cue, 2. A craving, 3. A response, and 4. A reward. 
The reward at the end of this loop is what ensures that you repeat the behavior in the future, specifically when you are exposed to the environmental cue. This useful insight is just the beginning of what the book has to offer in helping you take more control of your time and behavior by adjusting your habits in a way that is conducive to your goals. Number two, The Knowledge Illusion by Stephen Sloman and Philip Fernbach. I absolutely loved this book. This is the kind of book that provides so much insight it changes the way you look at things. Reading this book made me more humble about how much I know about everything. The knowledge illusion that this book refers to is the human tendency to overestimate the amount of knowledge we have as a single individual. This book highlights the fact that the world is a large and complex place with lots of facts, too many facts for any one single person to know. Most of the issues or topics that we think we are knowledgeable about are probably more complex than we think, and our knowledge in these areas is probably more shallow than we realize. Granted, this probably doesn't apply to an area where you are an expert. Doctors probably don't have much of a knowledge illusion when it comes to medicine or health. But in a world with so much information and so much to learn, it should come as no surprise that we don't have the time to really investigate it all by ourselves. And therefore, we tend to have a lot less knowledge and insight into numerous topics than we might expect. I think everyone should read or listen to this book on audio. It's that important. At a time where many people in the world are divided over serious issues, everyone can benefit from learning about our own knowledge illusion. This will make us less likely to debate until we are red in the face and more willing to listen with an open mind. And last but not least, my number one book of 2020, Leonardo da Vinci by Walter Isaacson. When deciding what the best book I read all year was, there wasn't much of a question. It was Leonardo da Vinci by Walter Isaacson. This biography explores the life of the greatest genius of the Renaissance. Leonardo is most famous for his paintings like the Mona Lisa and the Last Supper. And while these are his greatest accomplishments, Leonardo was much more than a painter. He was also a scientist. He made discoveries in anatomy, was well-versed in weaponry, and even had insights into flight, water, and geometry. The best part about Leonardo was his curiosity. This is why I ranked this book at number one. Reading about Leonardo's curiosity and love for the many wonders that the world has to offer has influenced me to be a more curious person myself. Granted, I've always considered myself to be a curious person, but Leonardo was on another level. He maintained the childlike sense of wonder that so many of us lose over time. He was the kind of person who asked, why is the sky blue? into his adult years. If you are looking to read an inspirational biography, then Leonardo da Vinci should be the next one that you read. If you're looking for a role model who is eager to explore the mysteries of the world, you can do no better than Leonardo. So those are my top five books of the year. If you're looking for any good books to read in 2021, I would definitely recommend all five of these as I enjoyed them very much myself. Anyway, that's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.